0: Well, um, a couple of things to start off with. <laughs> Number one, um, you would, I would think, with my outline of my message, that uh, Tabby has been over sh- looking over my shoulder and writing out and getting songs to, ma- to match with the uh, scriptures and the, all the things that I'm going to speak about this morning. And we know that she wasn't, and I didn't send her the... Outline in the text and the songs that she should sing. But the point is that in our life, well, there's a story in here about Elijah and Elisha and how that the king of Syria was upset and figured that someone in his court was a traitor. Anybody know why? He knew, Elijah knew, Elijah, I think it's Elijah. knew what the Syrian king was planning, and he would tell the king of Israel, go here and prepare a battle to trap these guys because they're coming to get you. And, and of course, the, the, the army met with defeat. Well, the idea is that the Holy Spirit has a way of preparing us, helping us to know and to understand that there are things that God knows that haven't happened yet, but will happen. So, in our life, it's important that we pay attention to what I I would think of as the the spirits nudging, and in the one book, uh, in the speaker that we had a few weeks ago at uh, our conference, called it wooing. W-O-O-I-N-G, wooing. Not mooing, wooing. That's a W. (laughs) and uh, <clears throat> the wooing of the spirit is kind of like the the um um, um what's it called how do you, how do you how do you say that wooing enticing not enticing but leading gently calling you to a particular idea or to a particular thought and and the challenge if for us is to pay attention to what is the spirit of god and how that the holy spirit has a way of gently leading. God's not going to hit you over the head or kick you in the pants. <laughs> I may hit you over the head, or <laughs> but the Holy Spirit would never do that. So when we're looking at how God is going to lead us as individuals, we have to pay attention and spend some time in prayer, in those places where we are quiet times, reading the scriptures and understanding and listening to the wooing of the Spirit. The, what does, it, what does the Holy Spirit sound like? <laughs> what does his move on our life feel like? And it's, it's not something you can just arrive at, you know. I've arrived, I, 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 was, I went there and this is what happened, the Spirit spoke to me, and this is how it happens. Well... <clears throat> If you don't spend time with someone, you don't really know them. (laughs) And the same thing is with the Holy Spirit. If you don't spend time and you don't think about the presence of God and and going to God in prayer and, you know, recognizing that God is with us, and we hear the Scriptures, and see, it's more than just hearing the Scriptures, it's applying, allowing the, the Scriptures to speak to us. And that whenever we are in God's presence, God is going to speak to us, move us, according to the word that he's already placed before us. You see, God has a way of just impressing upon us what we should do or how we should do something. and Or there are certain facts in the mind of God that he makes us aware of. It's like running your course (laughs) and knowing that there's a hole up ahead and that you shouldn't step in it. No, there's no hole up ahead. (laughs) But it's like God knows what's up ahead, and therefore you are aware that watch for that hole up ahead. Or you're driving your car, and it's like you need to slow down. Not because you're speeding, but because something's going to happen. (laughs) You know, whenever you're in a car, I always pray, God, get the deer out of the way. Get the deer out of the way. Let me see them before they run in front of me. You know, I haven't hit a deer, and I'm not going to knock on wood for luck. <laughs> but the idea is that God can help us, and, and if we hit a deer, does that mean God's not with us? No, it means we hit a deer. But <laughs> we, may, we have our prayers, and we, we pray that God would lead us and guide us. And so we're asking the Holy Spirit who lives within our hearts and lives, we're asking the Holy Spirit to help us to, to strengthen and guide and to prepare us for our life and for the daily things. You know, I, I think of, you know, going to St. Francis. I mean, that's... My nephew goes to St. Francis. Nephew, great nephew. And uh, he, he is a cross-country runner. And... Tyler goes to <laughs> St. Francis, and he met up with my nephew. Now, what that means, I don't know, but they met up. <laughs> and they're kind of, you know, they know each other, and that's, I don't know how good of friends or whatever, but that's not the point. It's just that there is someone there to connect with. And, and where does that connection go? may not go anywhere, maybe. But you see, this is the idea that we make decisions. Sometimes we don't even know why we make the decisions, or that's the decision that's just in our heart. Well, the title of the message today is The World is Not a Stage. The World is Not a Stage. And that was the title in the, in the Bible to, to outline this section, The World is Not a Stage. Does that, does that sound familiar? Well, if it does, we, uh, I, I always, The World is Not a Stage. Well, I always remember, The World is a Stage. Anybody know where that came from? William Shakespeare. Yeah, Shakespeare's play. He calls, uh, you know, Shakespeare calls the world and life a stage because we all make an entrance and we all make an exit. (laughs) So he calls and he has in this play or in his The World is a Stage, he has seven stages of life that people go through. And this is the, the play that he writes about. And his speech is, all the world is a stage, that all men, you know, um, are merely players. And that the world is like uh, a stage, a show, and all humanity are just actors. (laughs) And so that's Shakespeare's interpretation of what goes on in our life. And that um, the theme that man is ultimately... um, He's ultimately the loser in the game of life, because he has to exit the stage. So that's Shakespeare. Well, Matthew chapter six says, be especially careful when you are trying to be good, so that you don't make a performance out of being good. So the idea here is, and uh, one of the message, it says, it might be good theater. Don't make a performance out of being good or doing good. It might make for a good theater, but the God who made you won't be applauding. (laughs) So whenever you're doing good, we're looking at our life and we're not drawing attention to it that, hey lady, I'm holding the door for you. You need to thank me, all right? You know, you ungrateful lady. You know, hey lady, I've opened this door for you and you need. (laughs) The world is a stage. And you I've opened the door for you. Life cannot be any better. Because I, even I, saw the beauty coming before me. And I opened the door for such. (laughs) That's Shakespeare, right? No, it's Dave McGee. (laughs) You didn't know you had it. never mind. (laughs) But you see how that life can become a performance that we are trying to be impressed or be or being impressive, impressive to others. And, and it's not about whether people are easily impressed or not. It's about that we're doing good because it's the right thing to do. And whether we, we get recognition or not, it, it's, it's we're doing it for God. Why? Because that's who we belong to. Uh, the, the scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, and, uh, which, ye ha- uh, which is you, which you have, have of God, and you are not your own? We've been bought with a price. So we belong to God. And so doing good and being good is not a performance. It's not an act. It's God owns this place. He gives me the strength to do it. Um, So, when you do something for someone else, verse 2, don't call attention to yourself. That's what he's saying here. So this is like in contrast to Shakespeare, before Shakespeare is written, but Jesus knows how people will think about it. He's writing to rebuttal Shakespeare before Shakespeare has an idea that he even is a person. (laughs) Well... If this sounds familiar, this text, we did it about a month ago or six weeks ago or three months ago or something, I don't remember exactly. But I'm, I'm moving on through this because this is part of the Sermon on the Mount and I wanted to touch on this, but I'm doing it, saying it in hopefully a different way than what we said it before. So when you do something for someone else, don't call attention to yourself. You've seen them in action, the people who call attention to themselves. Play actors. I call them. Treating prayer meetings. Remember? Let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. Whenever you are in prayer, there's a place that we have in prayer. See, some people only pray when Jesus is coming against the Pharisees and Sadducees who would stand on the street corners. And We even have the illustration in Scripture that says the guy stands on the street corner and he's dramatically proclaiming, God, I thank you that I'm not like that wretched sinner over there. You know, it's an act. You know, per, you know portraying their righteousness is better than anyone else. And You don't see Jesus standing on the street corner. You see him submitting himself to the cross. You see him, he'll... he'll I want to say butt heads with the the Pharisees but he'll call them out on their their pride and their arrogance but Jesus is called to the humble to the the pure in heart the people who feel like they don't have any hope because they don't act well on the stage of life and Jesus goes to the tax collector and he goes to the harlot he goes to the down and out he goes to the places where they the actors would never go, because they don't have anybody to impress. They get applause, people who are acting. But that's all they get. When you help someone out, don't think about how it looks. Just do it, quietly and not by attracting attention. Now, this way, this is the way this is the way your God, who conceived you in love, is working behind the scene and helps you out. And that was important because he said, remember it's about not acting and not being showy." Have, have you prayed for things and this, they just seem to work out? I mean, you pray about something and it just comes together. <laughs> yes, No? Yeah, it just kind of comes together. We say, well, that was easy. <laughs> you know, it's like the guy looking for a parking place. I told you this, but, you know, hey, I'm old. Uh, so anyhow, <laughs> I had a birthday. So, you know, this guy's looking for a parking place, and he prays, God, you give me a parking place, and I'll, I'll serve you. He's at the mall. He's just driving around. There's nothing It's like going to the track meet yesterday. <laughs> I walked almost a mile <laughs> to park. Then i had to walk back i could have run a marathon (laughs) it's isn't it i just by way we have a a long distance runner we have another long distance runner yay and david michael has run three half marathons in the last month and he's running another one today it's like what this kid doing he's an old already you know but anyhow what was i talking about oh the guy looking for a parking lot Guy looking for a parking space. You know, he's driving around and said, God, if you give me a parking place, I'll go to church every Sunday. And just as he says that, a car backs out right there next to the the, uh, door of the mall. And as they pull out, he pulls in. He says, Never mind, God, I found one. All right. So in our life, sometimes things just work out. What is that? God working behind the scenes not drawing attention to himself. Because we wonder. We prayed and something happens. It all came together and it's like, wow, did that come together because I prayed or it just seems to just fall into place? (laughs) It just fell into place. That must, must have been coincidence. But you see, that's the way God is saying to us He who conceived you in love works behind the scenes, helping you out. All these things, remember the scripture says all things work together for good. All things kind of come together for good because God loves you. Well, when we are doing good things behind the scenes for others, they may not even know that we're the one doing them. But that's okay. That's how God is working behind the scenes for you. Well, Always remember that God is the judge. He is the one who would determine and solve and settle the causes and the cases of his people. Sometimes we don't want to do good because they don't deserve it. (laughs) Right? Or let somebody else do it. Well, the same thing goes back for our own life. Are we dealing with unsolved cases? Have we been through some bad breaks? (laughs) People may say things, have said things about us or done things to us, hurt us and offended. God promises in his word that he is our vindicator, he is our defender, he will settle your case. What we have to do is allow Jesus to take the debt that we are owed Just as he has taken the debt of our sin away from us and dealt with it in a healing way, he will be the responsible for the debt that people have stolen from us or taken from us and that he will take care of it. For you see, we free God's hands to work behind the scenes when we are forgiving as he is forgiving. (laughs) You see, we are freeing God to do the good things in our life because we realize we don't deserve it. But God, who is working behind the scenes, is working in our life. So we look then at, with confidence. We look with confidence towards our prayers because God is at work behind the scenes. We're praying and believing that somehow, some way, God is going to bring this about to a good conclusion. Amen. So God is at work. Verse 5, is like pray with simplicity. Well, I'll back up Joel 3.10. Let let even the weak person say, I am a soldier. I am a warrior. I am strong. (laughs) Heard that earlier? (laughs) Joel 3.10. I didn't want to jump that because we sang about it, and I said it was in there. So we pray with simplicity, verse 5. And when you come before God, don't turn that into a theatrical production either. Remember, the world is not a stage. When you come and come to God in prayer, that's not a stage either. It's just you and God talking together. All these people make make a regular show out of their prayers, hoping for stardom. Do you think God sits in a box seat and watches with expectation to see how lovely your prayer is going to be and how magnificent, how, oh, here's one, how magnanimous <laughs> your prayers are going to be? God's just waiting to hear what theatrics you can place. I just thought I'd do that, you know. I'll Pause. Rhetorical, a rhetorical pause for effect. <laughs> Why do you do that? Gets attention. So, you know, so even the actions <laughs> in, a, in a play, in, the, 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 in, in a playwright, the commas and the pauses and all those things are for effect. <laughs> but we don't have to worry about effect. We don't have to worry about the right words. We know that God is... And God has and God understands the desires of our heart. So the world is full of so-called prayer warriors and who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. You can have God answer your prayer with three easy steps. The first one is, Send $25, <laughs> and I will send you the three easy steps, and you will have God answer every one of your prayers. <laughs> it doesn't happen. There may be three, three things to do, but, well, <laughs> that's like those on a computer. You get them in. Pray this prayer and send it to 10 people, and if you send it to 10 people, God will answer your prayer. Hello. It doesn't work. God will answer your prayer whether you send it to ten people or you just send it to Him. Focus on sending it to Him. Well, the Lord's Prayer, which we did before in this in our time. Our Father in heaven, reveal who you are. This is the message interpretation. Our Father in heaven, reveal who you are, set the world right, do what's best uh, uh, as above, so below. Keep us alive with three square meals. Keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. You're in charge. You can do anything you want. You're ablaze in beauty. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And that's the message. And what I thought of was in Peter and John when they prayed. So I, I thought I would look at a couple of prayers one, one is Peter and John, and it says, And the Lord, behold their threatenings. And now, Lord, there's talking, Peter and John are talking. God, behold their threatenings. This is in the book of Acts. And grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. Okay, we are addressing, this is, these are the prayers, this is the prayer of Peter and John. God, we want to be bold in declaring your word to the people who are threatening us. You see, when we are confronted, we need to draw upon the presence of the Spirit to give us direction. So Sometimes we need to be silent and sometimes we need to have boldness. And the second part of their prayer, verse 30, by stretching forth thine hand to heal. So we are being confronted by people who are opposed to our direction proclamation of your word and they are praying God I want you to stretch forth your hand and heal those individuals do signs and miracles in this place (laughs) and signs and wonders that they be done by the name of your holy servant Jesus. (laughs) Oh, That's a different way to answer people who are coming against us Elisha and, and his servant, we spoke about that. He, you know, the servant goes out and, you know, he's out there and he looks and the whole Syrian army surrounded the city. They've come to capture one man. The whole army shows up to capture one man. And, he, and Elisha, what does he do? He walks out and this is where spiritual insight is in our life. Because Elisha walks out and he sees all that and he tells the servant, don't worry. There are more with us than with them. Servants like, Elisha, there's two of us, and there's hundreds, maybe thousands of them. They have horses and chariots, and they've come to get you. And Elisha says, God, open his eyes. You see, spiritual insight doesn't come because we sit in a pew, and spiritual insight comes by spending time with God and his scripture. We need to have a spiritual insight that says, God is with me. God will never leave me nor forsake me. God is my very present help in time of trouble. We are surrounded and the Spirit says to us, I'm with you. You don't need to be afraid. You see, this is exactly what happened for the the servant. That God, you open his eyes and he sees all the angels and everything going around him. He says, whoa. (laughs) And then Elijah said, God smite them with blindness, the Syrian army. Then he led them back to, um, he led them back to, oh, I was going to say, it's not Jerusalem, but it was the capital, Uh, Samaria. Yeah, he led them back to Samaria, and and they took them inside the city, and the king comes out and says, do we kill them? (laughs) And I says, no, feed them and let them go home. God Open their eyes. And they were so overcome that they went back home and they didn't fight again for many years. You see, in our lives, it isn't the victory. (laughs) It is the victory. You know, where we give our hearts and our life to Christ and there is a spiritual understanding that God is taking care of us. God is watching over us. Verse 14 and 15. This, I think, you know, um, somewhere in all of this, we have what we spoke of last time. I might have skipped over it, might not, might have happened already. But where, the, where, whenever we are praying, the focus changes from me to God. Okay? That's in this section, too. But verse 15, 14, 15 said, in prayer, There is a connection between what God does and what you do. (laughs) There is a connection between what God does and what we do. (laughs) Let me say that again so we understand it. There is a connection between what God does and what we do, what you do. So that's why whenever we are praying... (laughs) We are are praying that what God would do, we would do. What we would do, God would do. That we are acting together. What belongs to God belongs to us. What belongs to us belongs to God. That he owns his place. And so we are about doing good because we are his. He's inside of us. You can't get forgiveness from God, for instance, without also forgiving others. You see how the people may not know that... We harbor something against them, but we forgive them because that frees God up to work behind the scenes for our life. So reflecting who God is and, and, and praying for miracles and praying that God would stretch out your hand and touch these people, heal them, and bring about signs and wonders. So in our life, Maybe that's what we should be looking at. That we would look at how that God would stretch out his hand to our life, to a family member, to a friend, to a neighbor. God, just like the apostles, just like they prayed, Jesus, stretch out your hand and touch them, heal them, restore them, do miracles in their life and in our life so you see there's not drawing attention to god i pray (laughs) god i ask that lord jesus you would stretch out your hand and touch those who are ill perform miracles in their life our life And you would be this recipient of all the glory and honor. Amen? Let's stand. Mm -hmm. What I was going to continue to do, and I have much more... (laughs) Um, but there's the, the prayer that Jesus offers for his followers and for us, and that's in um, John chapter 17. You can go there and read it, John chapter 17. Remember, 16 you get your license, 17 is where you're going to read. And it's the book of John, all right? So what chapter are you going to read? 17. Verse 20 says, this is Jesus, his prayer for us. And remember going back through the Lord's Prayer, how that each of those sections, you will fi- I think you can find each one of those sections of the Lord's Prayer that he teaches us to pray in this chapter. Verse 20 says, this is Jesus. I pray for these followers, and I ask not for only for these, but I am also praying for all those who will believe in me. Because of their teachings, because of their message, and their proclamation of my word. Jesus is praying for you. (laughs) Because we have believed because of these people that he prays here and he prays further for us. So, thine is the kingdom and the power. Jesus, now I want you to think of yourself or a person... That you want to pray for, and I want you to, in your mind as I pray, Jesus, stretch forth your hand. Touch my life. Heal my body. God, stretch forth thy hand and touch our family member, whomever name them. Touch them, Lord. Heal them. Restore them do miracles in our lives. Lord, in a moment, you change everything. Help us to spend time with you that we will know in our hearts and minds, in our spirit, in our spiritual man, nothing is impossible with you. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. God bless you.